Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to Worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down and listen to this. Now, this week, I, I'm not going to lie. I am very, very stoked to talk to my guests. I've been wanting to talk to them for a few years. It, when I first started doing the podcast, they were someone that I was like, I have to talk to them. I have to have them on the podcast. So this week, it is finally here. We got a little teaser of this person being on the podcast. Uh, over a year ago, uh, I was able to chat with them uh, backstage at Rob Stardom's first charity event. They joined me for a little bit of a chat. This week, they're back for the whole whole shebang, the whole kid caboodle. This week, joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast is none other than Cheeks, Josh Holland. Cheeks, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. I mean, this has been a long time coming for the the Cheeks episode of the Grainmaker podcast, so I'm happy it's finally here. Now, I have to ask because, I mean, last night, we were recording this the day after. Last night, you wrestled in uh, that charity show at the West End Cultural Center. And I wanted to ask your thoughts about it, what it was like, and just the overall vibe. What what were people feeling coming out of that event? Hmm. It was really good. Like, uh, I didn't see any of the other matches, but after the show, I went out there to stand with the merch tables, talk to everybody, and everyone seemed really happy with it. Uh, for some people, it was the first time seeing wrestling, and seeing wrestling for the first time at that venue, when you can get that that level of noise and that level of... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word, but everybody was seemed pretty happy with it it was for a really good cause crowd was super into it the matches from what i heard were pretty good so i mean as a wrestler i mean you this is something you you thrive you love being out there being able to do what you do best you know being in being in the ring but when it comes to something like a charity show and you can actually sort of give back i mean that has to hold a special feeling for yourself yeah it does it's really nice like all the fans, they support us. They, We can't have a show without them. So to give back in any sort of way, it mean, means a lot to us as well. Like, we don't just do it because we're selfish pricks that like to go out there <laughs> and get cheered and have people chant our names. But we do it because everybody enjoys it. So, yeah. So, I mean, my first memory of you, like, well, before I say this, I should preface this by saying that one thing I love with this podcast is being able to see people's careers grow. And you are someone who I've known for since you started refereeing in PCW. I mean, that was my first like, okay, that's Cheeks. So like to see where you've come from starting there to where you are now has been an incredible transformation. But how did you first get involved with becoming a ref? Ref? Refing was a part of AJ's training course. Okay. Um, usually we help out with the ring, do all that. And then when we're ready, we get into the ring to referee and just be in front of a crowd, get a feel for that, see how it goes. And I remember the first ever match I refed, I didn't find out I was refing until the day of. And I was still a little kid at the time, like maybe a month into training. And I was so nervous. And it was 
an easy match. It was an AJ match. So like, I didn't have to worry about messing anything up too much. And he helped walk me through it. And then from that point on, I was refing almost every single show I'd be at. Like during that time, CWE would do, it felt like they did like two shows a week in like rural Manitoba areas. So I was getting maybe, maybe 20 matches of refing every two months. Okay. And yeah, I turned into a decent ref and then they gave me the name Roy Cheeks and the fans started to love me as a ref even before <laughs> I got into the ring because of the name Cheeks. So, well, I remember seeing you at those, the PCW shows. That was my first, you know, okay, that's Cheeks. And I mean, like you, did you ever get to wrestle in PCW or was it only yeah. refereeing? I think I wrestled three matches in PCW. Okay. Uh, first one was a tag match. I teamed with Moses Luke versus Sammy, and I can't remember his tag team partner. But that turned into, after the match, Moses takes me out. I was supposed to enter into a little program with him. I ended up working a match with Dean Richter, which was probably like my seventh or eighth match ever. And then I broke my leg or broke my knee and then the pandemic hit and there has been many PCW shows since. So, No, I think there's been about one and the, the fans are clamoring for more PCW. So come on, Andrew, like let's get some shows going. Um, breaking your knee. I mean, did that happen from wrestling or was that outside of wrestling? Yeah, that was, um, that was at the WPW the last WPW Sherbrooke in show right before okay. the pandemic. Uh, the first pain actually show. How did it happen? So I wasn't supposed to wrestle on the show, uh, but one of the guys they were bringing in from the States, I guess, got held up at the border. They didn't let him pass. So I got the text, Hey, bring your wrestling gear, bring your boots. And I ended up getting put in a security guard position who got chosen from the crowd or just, chosen by our opponents to wrestle in a tag team tables match. I teamed with, he was Airwolf at the time, but he's uh, one of the guys from Top Flight in AEW right now. And we lost the match. And then after the match, I guess they wanted to break a couple more tables, so they put me up in the corner. And it was Big Cliff. He ran in and uh, he hit my legs. And you can, there's a video of it somewhere, I think on WPW's Instagram account. You can see him hit my leg and my leg, like my, at the knee, it bends backward. Oh. And right away I, I felt a pop and I'm like, oh no, something, that's not good. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't fully straighten it for like two months. Yeah. And right as it was getting better, like I'm going through rehab, I'm getting getting stronger i'm finally able to walk again that's when the pandemic hit so then that got cut off mm -hmm. so it was just constant knee pain until i was able to get back there mm -hmm. that, that was not a fun time <laughs> no kidding i mean even having to deal with that like dealing with that alone but then having the pandemic on top of that where everything is changing or the way you're doing stuff is changing like it just adds that much more difficulty to, to your recovery so i mean like that alone I can't imagine just the anguish and like mental toll that took on you. Yeah, it, it was tough. Like it was, 
I was also in my last year of high school at the time. So I was doing very well. Like I was in the gym at school maybe once or twice a day. And then I'd go to wrestling training or wrestling shows. I had a really good routine going where I was busy all the time doing something. And then when that hit and I couldn't walk and I couldn't go anywhere, it was like went from doing a hundred things a day to nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was a tough process to get through and get back to kind of where I'm at now, but eh, it works out. So <laughs> you had mentioned that, um, you know, getting into refing that was the start of, you know, training with AJ. So how did you decide to start up with AJ and mm-hmm. just the, the overall process that led you into uh, learning from him? So I think I was 14 at the time. I really wanted to start training to be a wrestler and I didn't know how to get into it. And then my dad found a CWE show that was pretty close by like a street over in some um, outdoor hockey rink during the summer. And we went to that show with the intention of asking, how do we get into this or how do I get into this? How do I start training? How do I be a wrestler? And from there they pointed me in AJ's direction and Then maybe six months from that, I started training. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, you step foot as, you know, you're a teenager in there. And I mean, you're training with, I mean, basically grown men at that point. So what, what's the thought process going through your head? What are you feeling? Just your overall vibe headed into that. Mm. Hmm. Going into that. It was weird. I looked at it like it was the same as hockey. Mm-hmm. Go down to hockey practice, and then on show day, that's game day. And the whole like training with grown men, and while still being a kid, I didn't really didn't really feel like it had an effect right away. I can see it now, the effect it's taken, because I'll go out to the bar with the wrestlers and the boys, and then I'll go hang out with friends my age, and the, I can tell the difference between like generations is so like so they're so far apart and it feels so weird it feels like i'm hanging out with two separate like i don't know what the word is but it's yeah like you have you have the group you know like everyone you're wrestling with and like it's like basically like two separate friend groups you know like the Mm -hmm. these guys who have been established as wrestlers independent wrestlers and then like you have like your crew you grew up with like you like all of them equally but it's like told two totally different like yeah, two different worlds yes that's it so i mean how how long after training before you had your first match because you refereed for a while yeah so i started training february 2018 and i had my first match in august 2019 okay part of that was because we lost our training building at the time and training got put on hold for me, like right before I was able to take the next step. And during that time, that's when I started getting really good at refing. So AJ, the trainers, they all thought, well, let's just keep him as a ref. So we have a ref around until another ref comes in and we can start using him in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it went. Cause then once I got into the ring, there were more trainees that were getting ready to ref. I can't remember who they were at the time, maybe Caveman Cole or something. But they started refing right as I started getting in the ring to wrestle. And that's kind of the whole process of how it works. The young guys, once they're ready to go, ready to wrestle, 
the younger guys, the newer guys, they'll be getting into ref. Mm-hmm. And it refing helps out so much, like just the positioning, getting to be like closer than ringside, watching them do their thing, learning from them maybe five times a night if you're the only ref. Like it helped out a lot, especially with the amount of matches that I refed. So, well, I wanted to ask because I mean, like, look, my my entry back into independent wrestling was going to those PCW shows. I mean, I thought they were a lot of fun. It was a great vibe. Do you have any, you know, memories that stick out to you that you were a part of or that you saw during those shows? The first ever match that I refed for them, it was uh, one of the Kenny Omega shows. I remember the tag match. It was uh, Adam Knight and Darren Dalton versus Team Impact, ATM, and Royce. And I go out there to ref. Announcer announces me as referee Roy Cheeks. And that was the first time I heard all the fans start chanting Cheeks, and they're going Cheeks, Cheeks, Cheeks. I, I remember saying to AJ, I'm like, that was insane. Like, I, I just stood there, and everybody's cheering or chanting Cheeks. Like, little did I know that would become the big thing for me when I became a wrestler. I mean, it, it it works. It's catchy. And I mean, like, the fans love it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I wanted to ask about uh, training with AJ because, I mean, a, a few weeks back or about a month ago, he did, uh, you know, like a smaller training camp. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, what could people expect or look forward to if they sign up for something like that? Because mm-hmm. you've been a part of them. You've been able to learn from AJ. And there are very few people that I think that are better to learn from than AJ Sanchez. I mean, he's done it all. He's has an incredible mind for wrestling, but from your perspective, what can someone expect when they go to learn from him? He is really smart with the little things. Like if we're working on say arm drags, he will see something so minor and tell somebody to tweak that. And when they do, they'll get it. It'll click. He's done that so much with so many people. I've seen it so many times where he just uh, has to tweak one little thing, and then they they can get it. Mm-hmm. Like he's smart like that. He'll he's not gonna like overwork you or put you through the ringer th- through training. Like you'll go down there, you'll do your warm ups, take your learn how to do your roles, do all of that, and it's fun. Like wrestling is fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had asked how long until you had your first match. Do you remember exactly who was in it? My first match? Yeah. Yeah, I wrestled Brian Rich in kind of a pre-show match. It was he opens the show, cuts a promo. I come out, I lose, and then he cuts another promo. Jude Dawkins comes out and beats him. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very straight and to the point, eh? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've been a fixture in Winnipeg wrestling for quite a while now. I mean, since you became a referee, whether it's CWE, WPW, have you been able to do some of those CWE tours? Mm, I've done the shorter ones. Like I went to Ontario in October for the two shows, Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay. I did half of one in Saskatchewan. I think it was in July, but I am looking to do some of the longer ones. Like there's a couple 10 day tours or or 10 plus days coming up that I really want to get on and work since, well, it's 10 matches in 10 days, maybe more if it's a rumble show. So that excites me. Like the thought of that would be a lot of fun. 
it's got to be a different dynamic being out there. I mean, you're driving from town to town and like you said, 10 shows in 10 nights. I mean, like you guys are really putting in the work for something like that, but you haven't, you've only done the shorter one so far. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, your thoughts first time you're heading out onto the road for a, a tour like that with some of those shorter ones? Mm-hmm. I was really excited. Like I like going into things, not really um, thinking too hard about them or trying to worry or get nervous, but going up, doing something like that, I find it really exciting. Like, especially like when I went to Calgary, I went to Calgary with AJ and James Roth last year sometime. And knowing that I'm going to a place that's never seen me before, not knowing if cheeks would work out there, if what I'll do will impress out there. And then when I do wrestle out there, hearing the crowd and hearing the people come up to me after and talk saying, Oh, that was awesome. You did great. And that feels good. I want to do more of that. Cause if I can make it work here in Winnipeg, hopefully I can, do the same thing maybe in Calgary and Regina and somewhere in Ontario. Just get my name out there more because I think that's a lot. Did you ever think when you were stepping foot in the ring as a referee that like it would come to this point where you have a crowd, you know, like say of 350 people at the West End just going balls to the wall chanting cheeks? Like did you ever imagine something like that? When I was a referee, I never thought it would get to that because – Firstly, I didn't want to wrestle as Cheeks. I wanted to change it to something else because as a little kid, you're like, you hear Cheeks and like, oh, that's not cool. I don't want to be that. And then hearing how naturally it got so, hearing how natural the fans came to like it. It's like Josh Holiday is the wrestling name, but I will keep Cheeks because that's what people know me as. That's the nickname. That's the, it's hard to describe, but. Just when I go out there knowing that um, that name, people love it so much that, like, I can't get rid of it. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about some of those WPW shows because, I mean, like, you have established yourself as one of the most over wrestlers on there. I mean, like, yourselves, uh, James Roth, Red Hot Summer. I mean, like, you guys have the crowd going absolutely bananas for your entrance for the match. I mean, like, did did this, like, what's the feelings for something like that? Because, I mean, like, you guys have to think, like, man, like, the crowd just loves us like the they're going wild for you guys yeah it's it's a crazy feeling like even before i went out there and wrestled uh there was a show the one before i wrestled josh alexander i was in the crowd just watching and hearing red hot summer come out and hearing the like everyone in the crowd screaming their names it was amazing like even when they won the tag titles i was out there watching and that feeling it's insane like it there's no words to describe it. Like you want to take that feeling, you want to put it in a bottle and just keep it forever. But like even uh, James Roth, when uh, we wrestled in a triple threat match with Kevin O'Doyle and I got dropped, I'm lying on the apron, looked over and that's when he picked up O'Doyle and that reaction there is probably the loudest I've ever heard that place get. And me and Roth talked about it afterwards and we're like, that feel that noise, that feeling, that is like 
a hundred percent exactly what we do this for and why we love it so much. Like there's the high moments, there's low moments, but those moments make everything just worth it. Now, I, I mean, you mentioned Josh Alexander and I have that on my notes. I have to ask, I mean, how this all came to be, because I mean, like, yeah, Josh wrestles, you know, some indie shows. He's wrestled for WPW a few times, but like, it's not like he's doing these indie world tours where he's wrestling, you know, like every province from coast to coast or anything like that. Like it's a select few that get to share the ring with him and you are one of those people. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about the match and just how it came to be your thoughts on all of it. So it was the day before the show, uh, they had just announced that Effie had canceled or couldn't make it. And that day I was feeling really sick. Like the week before I had COVID and I had just gotten better and I was just getting ready, just getting back to work. Actually the day before I went home sick from work cause my manager saw me and like, yeah, you should probably get some rest. And I even thought mm, maybe I'll do the same thing. Take the show day off since I'm not wrestling. I'm not booked, but then I got the message, do you want to wrestle Josh Alexander tomorrow? I'm like, yes, absolutely. There's no <laughs> way I, I'm ever going to turn that down. Mm-hmm. So show day, I was so I was nervous because I knew how sick I was. Uh, and then we get to the match. Uh, I'm nervous as hell going in there. I don't know if the WPW fans are even going to know who I am since the last time I wrestled for them was at the Sherb in a one-off match. I don't know if they're going to remember me or know me from other shows in the city, but I get there. The reaction's pretty nice. I'm nervous as hell getting in there, still really excited. And there's about a minute in when the wind just started to go. (laughs) I could feel how sick I was. And then I would just keep telling myself, uh, you're wrestling somebody that's a huge goddamn name. You, can't you have to keep going you can't slow down you can't do anything you can't take any rest you can't take any breaks you can't tell them to slow down just listen and go mm-hmm. so during the match he gave me a power bomb that was the worst i've ever felt getting slammed onto the mat before the video of it you can see me just lying there and, and i'm lying there because i thought like my whole both lungs collapsed and all the ribs got shattered or something. But that match, I was very, very proud of myself with just for the fact I could, I got through it while I had bronchitis and the reaction afterwards, like I stand up or he picks me up. I'm thinking he's just going to keep fighting me. So I have my hands up and then he offers the handshake and then the crowd just starts. They kind of give me the claps until I leave and, that was special. That was mm-hmm. like, I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. It's, it's a huge opportunity and you really made the most of it. You've been able to, you know, transition that into your, your successes in WPW. Um, I wanted to ask, because I mean, you had mentioned your knee and I know like you, you've unfortunately had to deal with some concussion stuff. And I mean, that's always tough to deal with, but like, how do you keep yourself like, I don't want to say motivated, but positive when it comes to something like that? Because I mean, concussions can be a tricky thing. Like they affect people differently and there's no like set timetable for recovery with that. So how did you maintain the the positivity when it came to something like that? 
that's tough because there wasn't a lot to positive about that time when I was concussed because even if I tried to go to the gym work out it would be tough on that on my head it would be tough like just the whole pressure of it feeling like it's about to explode or something wasn't good the fact that I knew or I couldn't tell when it was get fully better so I didn't know when it would be safe for me to get back into the ring because both times or I got concussed, I guess, twice in the span of two months. And both times, the next day, I decided to go wrestle just to see if I could. Mm-hmm. And there was one show, I wrestled Scott Ripley at Rookies in my first match back from, I'll call it the first concussion of the year. And the next day, I woke up, and as soon as I stood up, I was dizzy again. My head was hurting. I'm like, well, there's a show today that I'm wrestling on, and I don't really want to pull out of it at the last minute so ended up wrestling Kevin Cannon about a minute in he took me down and everything was spinning again so in a moment like that it's kind of scary but we get through it safely Cannon's really smart in there he knows not to fuck me up even worse sorry if I'm not allowed to swear you can swear it's okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) but the scary part at the end of that match was I'm bumping him around jumping up and down I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is kind of fun. It's like a roller coaster. And right after I said that, I'm like, well, don't get into that mindset because this is actually really dangerous. So. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned, you know, you know, going to the gym, training that. What has working out at Iron Age been able to help you with? Because I mean, like, you're working out at Iron Age. I mean, Tyler knows his shit there. So, what benefits have you been able to see for yourself by by joining up there? Everything. I need to help me out with pretty much everything you see. Whether it's the theme song I have, whether it's me looking a lot better physically, whether it's me trying out new things. Like Tyler really pushes us to be a lot better and I really I couldn't ask for anybody better to push us like that because I still feel like I should be doing more, which mm-hmm. it, I think that's a good mindset to have. And I like that Tyler still pushes us to do more. So I had to ask the, the show at the Burt, um, WPW has been branching out, going to different venues. I mean, there was the, the museum show, which was a lot of fun. You unfortunately weren't able to wrestle on that one, but Stepping foot in the Burt, I mean, it had been over 20 years since there was a wrestling show there. I think it could be even 30 years. I think like 95, 94, 95 area. Like what was something like that meaning to you? How did you feel stepping foot in there? It was one of the largest crowds in Winnipeg history, I think, for an independent show. So, I mean, like all these things coming together and it just seemed like the perfect night. It was. It was awesome. Like, everything about that night felt awesome. Like, with my little rumble moment, I knew going into it, eh, it's not going to be long, so I'm going to just make a little moment for myself. And when I went there, I do my stomps, and then the lights come up. And then in the WPW videos they posted, there's that shot of me from behind with the crowd all on their feet cheering. That was exactly what I wanted out of that show and it lasts only three seconds and that's worth it that's all i could ask for and like i loved it 
Mm-hmm. It, w- it was a great night of wrestling. I mean, there was so many different wrestlers from all across Western Canada, some of the best in the independents all taking part of it. And I'm, I'm very excited just for the future and what they continue to do. Um, we've talked about a few of them, but like what other matches really stand out to you that you're really proud of or just moments, whatever it may be, but like things that you look back at and you're like, hell yeah, that was a great match. That was a good time in the ring. Any others that really stand out? The first one that comes to my mind, I wrestled Vance Nevada in Saskatoon for CWE back in July on one of those tours with Jacques Rougeau. And I think it was like a 25, 30 minute opening match. And just the amount of things I learned just from wrestling him in that match was crazy. Like it felt like something clicked and then I'm like started to get it a little bit more and I started to apply in that more matches. And I think it's made me a better wrestler just from working with him, wrestling him. And that's a pretty special, special match to me. Mm-hmm. What other ones do I have? Uh, I can't think of any right now, but I know as soon as we stop this, I'll have like <laughs> three or four pop into my head. It'll, look, I'm going to throw one out there. Your your match with uh, Michael Allen, Richard Clark at the oh. uh, a few months ago, the the fire you had there and like that match was just a lot of fun. Like you guys went balls to the wall. That was a great time. I mean, like okay. I, I really enjoyed that one. I was having a lot of fun in that one. The way it started was perfect. Like the dive through the ropes from the stage and spearing him. That was an idea I had a long time ago. And I'm like, this guy's been an asshole to me. So I'm jumping him right away. Getting the opportunity to do that was start off like that and have people not suspect that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody would expect me to do that. And then two minutes later, jump off the top rope onto a bunch of, security guards so that was fun i felt like that was a diff- different kind of change of pace for me especially at wpw uh i was i thought the match was pretty good until I tried to roll through the ropes and got stuck <laughs> on my head that happens yeah um Okay, now I have to ask, because I mean, like, you've mentioned a few names. Um, I mean, AJ, Tyler, are there any others that have really helped carve your path into wrestling that uh, you want to make note of? I will always try to take advice from everybody and see what works best for me. And some of the guys that have given me some of the best advice, along with AJ, with Tyler, even with Vance Nevada and the match we worked and all the advice he gave me. I'd say Mentolo and Danny Duggan have given me good advice that I try to try to listen to, try to follow all the time. Because they're some of the smartest guys out there as well. So so I mean, we're you know, two weeks into 2024. What does the optimal 2024 look like for Cheeks? What are you hoping for to whether it's resolutions? things you want to do, what sort of mind frame are you heading into and what do you hope to accomplish? It'd be nice if I wrestled in more different areas, more provinces, maybe go down to the States this year. I want to wrestle a hundred matches last year. I think I had maybe 53. That's not including any like battle Royals or anything though, just tags and singles, but just more, 
more <laughs> wrestling, more of everything, more merch, more, more cheeks, more everything I can do, you know? Hey, you did have those noise clappers at that one show. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like that, where'd you come up with that one? I did not come up with it. That was a Tyler Colton idea. Oh, very good idea. He's very smart. That that's a smart one. You don't see stuff like that. And one of the best pieces of advice I gave or I was given was like when it comes to merch is something that's like, you know, smaller, more on like the cheaper side, not like cheaply made, but like price wise, you know, like something that's like five, ten bucks. People are going to be all over that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot more coming soon. So hopefully instead of just the one row there clapping their little cheeks clappers, we will have the whole crowd doing it the next time. That's what I want to see. Okay. Um, I got one more for you. Now I like to ask everybody for a match recommendation. So one that you are a fan of that you think that the listener should go check out. So it doesn't matter if it's WWF, NWA, anything, but just one that you're like, hell yeah, this is a good match. Go watch this. Oh, there was a match I watched like maybe a week or two ago. I can't remember where it's from or when it was, but it was Vader versus Masawa. Mm-hmm. I love that just because of how hard hitting those guys are just because it's very violent. And to me, that's very fun to watch. I know some people have different tastes, but that any kind of match, I don't know how many times they've wrestled, but if you check out that match or any of the ones they've had, it's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. There, there's some real absolute gems when it comes to like Vader over in Japan. Like some of that stuff is so much fun to watch because like growing up, I never had access to it. So being able to watch it now, I'm like, hell yeah, give me all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's nice going back and watching things like that now. Cause that was way before my time. Like I was born 2002. So all the wrestling I got was just John Cena or Roman Reigns and, those kind of things. That was what I would tune into as a kid. Mm-hmm. And now that I have the chance and have the opportunities to go back, watch all of this and learn from guys that I have heard the name, but I never knew how good they really were. It's awesome. It's like finding a TV show with a hundred seasons and a million different characters that are all really good at what they do and all entertaining in their own different ways. Uh, While I was asking that, I thought of one more thing I had to bring up. I'd be amiss if I didn't only because of like it, my jaw dropped when I watched the match and it was from that ladder match at CWE a few months back where like the ladders just buckled. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I don't know how you guys walked out of that match unscathed. That's probably the, wildest match i think i've ever been in Mm -hmm. i should have that's one of the matches you asked me to think of special matches earlier that's one of them for me that match did a lot of good but it also may have not shot up my ego in trying things that i've never done before (laughs) during the match because i have never ran up a ladder or done that dive before that match i had never uh speared a guy off the ladder from jumping on the ropes i've never done any of that before (laughs) so to do that and to see it go so well the first time it kind of gets in my head like oh yeah i can i can do whatever i think i can Mm -hmm. so without any 
real practice or work on it, but that is not the right mindset to have. You always have to practice something. Look at that roll through the ropes against uh, Michael Allen, Richard Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, what do you have for upcoming shows? Where can the people see you? All of that stuff. The next show that I am wrestling on would be Rookie Sports Bar for the King of Transcona. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back the next night for CWE. And start of February, I'm in Eli, which is really close to Met- or Winnipeg. I think it's like maybe a 25-minute drive from... It's not that far. Yeah. That one's always a fun show. We did a Canada Day show there last year, and the crowd is really fun there like they packed the place it was awesome Mm -hmm. nice um for social media where can the the listeners find you if there's anything else you want to plug here is your chance my man instagram you can follow me it's just josh cheeks holiday all one word no dots no hyphens none of that um i have twitter i don't not that active on it but it's just josh underscore cheeks that's about all. Uh, I have TikTok too, but I've never on TikTok. I'm no. probably one of the only kids around my age that isn't obsessed or addicted to that thing. So yeah, that's not a bad thing. So yeah. <laughs> Cheeks, thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, man. I was happy to come on. Happy to be. Thank you so much to Cheeks for joining me. And thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, Grainmaker uh, Grainmaker Pod, at Grainmaker Pod. Um, Basically all social media, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, except TikTok. I'm old. I don't have TikTok. It's it's past me. But Instagram, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Um, Up on all podcast streaming platforms, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Email grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com if you've got questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. And you can find me every Saturday up on Love Wrestling doing four exposure with my good friend Pluggo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. It is a lot of fun. And honestly, there is some incredible content up on Love Wrestling. So go and check it out. You will not be disappointed. There's a Patreon too. Sign up for that. It's cheap as borscht. Check it out. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.